your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On This Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. Uh, that would be much, much appreciated. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts from. Spotify, you can do that on iTunes, you can do that wherever you get your pods Locked on Leaves is there. A uh, couple of things to discuss today before I play. Uh, so what the main part of today's episode actually is going to be is a conversation that I recorded uh, late last week with the other Locked On members here in the Toronto community. So uh, Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors and then AJ Andrews from Locked On Blue Jays. We kind of uh, collectively had a conversation about what's going on with each of these markets, with each of these teams within the market. And then afterwards, we had a, a discussion about our top five athletes in the city of Toronto. And obviously, I had to make sure that the Maple Leafs were very well represented because I think they're having... You know, a good year, and they have like true superstars on their team. Um, so, so obviously, we're going to chat about that. Um, so, that top five list is is going to make up a majority of today's episode. I figured, yeah, we got an off week coming up. We got four days uh, where there's no games, so yeah, it'll be a good time to kind of just drop that right in the middle of the week. They, the Leafs coming off two days where they didn't practice at all. They finally got onto the rink today, though, and uh, so. Um, before we get to that top five discussion for the Toronto athletes, uh, I do want to have a conversation about what transpired today and kind of two things happened today that are of note. Uh, so they got back onto the ice and one of the players that was there is Alex Galchenyuk called up from the, the, uh, the Marlies up to the taxi squad. And a big reason why they were able to do that was because yesterday, as I mentioned, they let Jimmy VC, uh, they put him on waivers to try and get him through and allow him uh, to, to be able to go up and down and, and gain some roster flexibility. But he got claimed. So the Vancouver Canucks end up claiming Jimmy VC off the waiver wire. Um, and funny enough, so because... The Canucks are in Ottawa. He actually just hopped in his car, you know, drove up the highway, and uh, is in the lineup tonight for the Canucks. He just became a member of this team at noon earlier today, and he's in the lineup like seven hours later for Vancouver in a COVID world. It's kind of bizarre, but because he didn't have to take any transportation, he doesn't have to go through all the quarantine protocols, and he could just drive up there and play, and that's what he's doing. He's playing tonight. So um, <laughs> kind of interesting. He woke up a Maple Leaf yet tonight. He's donning the Canucks sweater in Ottawa uh, and playing his first game for Vancouver. But anyways, so... It is what it is. I'm not too upset about losing Jimmy VC. Like I said yesterday, he's just a depth piece. Um, he was somebody who, with this team getting healthier, with Simmons coming back, you know, um, Boyd has played pretty well. The opportunities that he's been given, Augustino was given an opportunity last week. Um, you know, and, and there's a couple other guys like Alex Galchenyuk, who now is going to be given an opportunity as he gets called up from the, the taxi squad. Now, Galchenyuk is the guy who we're pretty much going to talk about for the first five minutes or so of this podcast because uh, he was practicing on the second line today. 
with John Tavares and William Nylander, which is definitely, obviously notable. So uh, <laughs> it had been Joe Thornton for the past couple of games. It's been okay. But Joe Thornton moving back up to the top line with Martin Matthews. And then that third line that Keith really wants for whatever reason of Mikheyev, Kerfoot, and Hyman get reunited again. And that's going to be their third line. And then we saw uh, it was Engvall, Spezza, and Wayne Simmons is back on the ice today as well. So that was kind of the forward lines at today's practice. But the fact that Galchenyuk gets called up and automatically gets, gets slotted on the second line, I think is very intriguing, really interesting. And so he was traded for about a month ago or so, and it was kind of an afterthought. He ended up going back down to the Marlies. He he started the year in Ottawa, got traded to Carolina, but never reported, and 24 hours later, ended up actually getting shipped to Toronto, and then he came down, similar to what VC did, never had to officially quarantine and was able to, to play right away, and he went to the Marlies. So uh, played six games for the Toronto Marlies, ended up with eight points, uh, two goals, six assists for eight points in those six games, and apparently, like, did... Well, like he was actually played really good and played well enough to to earn the trust and respect of Coach Keefe and from uh, Kyle Dubas, clearly, because they were saying, OK, well, let's give him a look. And in order to do that, they had to put Jimmy VC on waivers to open up that roster spot. So um, that's kind of what transpired today. And I'm going to play a clip of kind of. Sheldon Keefe uh, and, and what he had to say about Galchenyuk getting an opportunity here with Toronto and, and kind of how I think spending the last couple of weeks down in the minors pretty much for the first time in his career um, may have humbled him and, and why kind of Galchenyuk 2.0 now with his second option opportunity here, kind of the last straw for Galchenyuk could turn out to be Kind of a a really good thing here for Toronto. Like if they can tap back into what he was when he was a top prospect, taking third overall, uh, you know, like less than a decade ago, I think the Leafs may be able to rely on him for something. And uh, yeah, so so I'm going to quickly play a clip here on Sheldon Keefe on how he's felt about uh, Galchenyuk since coming over and playing here with the uh, with the Leafs and with the Marlies. Yes, a guy that you know, can, can produce offense. If he gets an opportunity to score, he can do that. Uh, he can also make plays. Uh, the thing that I've been most impressed with uh, from what I've observed, both in watching uh, some of his recent video, uh, not just with the Marlies, but in Ottawa even, and then now getting the feedback as we've gotten to know him more as a person in terms of how he's handled himself with the Marlies and, and his time to sort of rebuild himself, uh, if you will, uh, he's just been terrific in those areas. He's really worked hard. Um, he's been very humble going down for a guy that's never played in the American Hockey League uh, to go down and work the way that he has. So safe to say that he's he's quite excited about bringing Galchenyuk in and getting a chance for him to show off uh, what he's got. And, and I think that that is important, the fact that he went down and was good sport about being in the AHL, playing with the Marlies, um, spending a couple of weeks with the Leafs' top-notch development staff, perhaps you know, giving him a, a chance to to tweak a couple things in his game, maybe do some off-ice sessions, some on-ice sessions, some video work, and uh, let's let's hear about what Galchenyuk had to say about his time with the Marlies. For sure, I think it was great for me to go down there and uh, play a lot of games because over the last month, I, I mean, didn't play that much and uh, get my legs moving, get my 
get my game back to where it needs to be and uh, get the timing and everything and, uh, you know, work hard, work on my game. And it was, it was a great opportunity for me to go there and prepare for what's ahead of me here. So it sounds like he's game ready and ready to go. He's been playing for the last little bit, and uh, he's going to be kind of invigorated with an opportunity to play with the Maple Leafs uh, and and getting a chance to play on a top line. I mean, that's got to be a, a huge, huge boon and a big boost of confidence for Alex Galchenyuk. And here's what he had to say on playing with JT and Nylander today in practice and probably on Friday when they take on the Calgary Flames. I mean, I don't have to sit here long enough to talk how great of players they are and uh, how good it is to, you know, go on there and practice with them and uh, hopefully get a play, chance to play with them on the line. And, uh, you know, such a high-skilled players and, uh, you know, the, they seem to make those crazy plays with uh, with ease and uh, definitely see how hard they work in practice and, uh, you know, just great, uh, great players and, uh just an amazing opportunity for me. It is an amazing opportunity, and I don't think Galchenyuk's ever played with skilled guys and, and players of the elk of J.T. Miller, or uh, John, J.T. Miller, John Tavares, and uh, Willie Nylander. I mean, I'm trying to think. Montreal? Nope. Not really. Ottawa? Definitely not. When he was in Arizona? No, definitely not in Arizona. I mean, I think he, well, actually, that's a lie. He played with Sidney Crosby when he went to Pittsburgh. But still, you know, it didn't work there. But I think now, after being sent down to the minors, this could be an opportunity for him to really kind of um, get back into the NHL and say, you know what, no, I do belong here. I may not be this top-end top three pick that I once was supposed to be, but I don't need to be that. I just need to go out there, play my ass off, and do what I, what needs to be done for my team to win. And I think that if that light has, you know, that switch has come on for him, I think that he could be an effective player for this, this Leafs team. Is he the answer on the second line for the Maple Leafs? I doubt it. Like, I really doubt it. I still think that, like I said yesterday, I think that the, the Leafs definitely still need to make a move and improve that top six. And this kind of goes to, to show how much they actually do need to improve it, that they're now bringing up a guy like Galchenyuk and like, well, let's stick him on the second line and, and see if we can get that line going a little bit. You know, so if anything, I think this, I look at it and say, uh, yeah, they definitely need to improve that top six. Uh, but even when if if he's not, this just is another this is added depth for them. And if it works out, great. If not, you know he's a fourth line guy, someone who you can move in and out of the lineup if need be. Um, he's a guy who has played down the middle before in his career. At this point, I think he's more of a more of a winger. I guess um, is what he's played as of late. But Galchenyuk, I I don't want to sweep this all under the rug because I think that there is an opportunity for him to actually keep himself on the roster and potentially um, you know, not make himself expendable and be a part of this depth going forward as the Leafs try and, and win themselves uh, a Stanley Cup this season. That's right. I said it. Leafs going for the Cup. They are. And they should because they got the team to do it. And they've got two superstars on this team that definitely want to do it. And coming up after the break... I'm going to sit down with Sean Woodley 
and with A.J. Andrews, and we're going to discuss those two superstars and some of the other stars here within the Toronto sports market as we go through our top five list of Toronto sports athletes. So make sure that you stay tuned to that conversation, uh, and that one's coming up right after a word from our show sponsors. I'm really excited to tell you guys all about one of Locked On's newest and favorite sponsors to the podcast network, and that's Locker Room. This is where you can get live audio-only sports talk. It is a terrific platform. You could talk to me. You could talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You can get into the conversation that you listen to here every single day, share your own experiences, your own takes on the app, and this is your chance to be featured on this podcast. That's right. When I host the locker room, which I'll be doing each and every week, I'll host at least one a week, whether it's a a a game watch, uh, a watch party, a post-game show. I just want to hop on just to chat with you guys. I will be pulling clips from these parties, from these locker room conversations, and we'll be placing them into the podcast. So this is a chance for you to get your voice heard right here on the Locked on Lease podcast. you got to download the Locker Room app for free. It's in the iOS store. And create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group. That's the NHL group. And follow me, at Make It A Canuck, to be notified when my room goes live. Join me. We'll be going live on Locker Room each and every week on Locker Room. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. And Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup we got peanut butter versus coconut marshmallow puff. That's peanut butter. Versus Coconut Marshmallow Puff. I'm a sucker for peanut butter. So for me, that's who I'm going to vote for. But who are you going to vote for? Go to BuiltBar.com or do at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. How we wanted to close this thing off and dive in a little bit to a talk about the best athletes in Toronto. I don't think Yuta Watanabe is necessarily going to make the list, although as uh, in terms of the most uh, courageous and brave Toronto athletes, he's probably right near the top. There is, uh, you know, there's a lot of good athletes in Toronto. This has not always been one of those problems that we've had to deal with. <laughs> it's, it's usually been, oh, who's the best of this very sad collection it's a pretty good time for Toronto sports. Obviously, the Raptors are on a bit of a downturn after their couple years ago when Kawhi was very clearly the king of Toronto. Uh, but now it's a, it's a little bit different. So let's kind of go around and maybe debate through a top five. I think number one is pretty easy. Austin Matthews might win MVP in the NHL this year. He might score 50 goals in 56 games, although he slowed down a little bit with his wrist injury that apparently only allows him to score two goals a night as opposed to many more. What a freak. He's so good. Uh, are we all in consensus that Austin Matthews is the best Toronto athlete right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, this guy's doing things that I didn't know were possible in the city of Toronto. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's nice. You know, it's, it's kind of reminiscent to when the Raptors had Kawhi that one year. It's like, wow. 
this is what it's like to have like a superstar, like a true top five player in the game and a, someone who could take over and, you know, win a game for you. Right. And, and that's kind of what Austin Matthews is doing this year. Um, 20 goals so far this year in 24 games, he's got a five goal lead. So he scored his first goal yesterday since February 20th and still has a five goal lead in the rocket race. Like that's how outstanding this guy's playing. That's how much he is scoring at will. Um, so, so I think Austin Matthews, the way that he's playing, the way the Leafs are playing, the fact that they're, you know, atop of the, the this division, um, you know, they're right up there for the president's trophy. I, I truly do believe that Austin Matthews right now uh, has got to be the, the number one top athlete in Toronto. AJ, any counter argument? No, and I figured we better throw Mike a, a bone since we spent most of the episode talking about the Blue Jays and the Raptors and done no mention of the Maple Leafs being atop the North, but that's fine with me. Um, Did we seriously skip the Leafs talk? Am I crazy? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the Leafs are good. We'll, we'll, we can use this. <laughs> we can use the Matthews talk as a platform to uh, to further the Leafs propaganda. They rock. They're extremely good. Yeah. They don't need us to tell them how good the Maple Leafs are right now. I can't now. believe um, I just totally, I'm never being the, 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 the point person to the round table ever again. I've lost the privilege. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I will take uh, the reins. Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, as much as we like to talk about the Raptors and the, and the Blue Jays, they don't really have that guy who you can say is like in the conversation for MVP, like, every year mm -hmm. so it's really hard to argue with that i mean if we're going outside the toronto sphere obviously i'm going to cape up for my local boy Pete mckinnon but mm. i can't really do that so um yeah <laughs> one I have day to one, one day it'll happen Name <laughs> I, Toronto, I, I don't sure. want him to be traded to the maple leafs to get him <laughs> into this discussion i'm fine with not having him in this discussion so uh -huh. I'm willing to concede that and let Matthews be the number one if it keeps McKinnon in Colorado. Fair enough. Gracious, so <laughs> going from there, it's I think number two is fascinating because there are a lot of options. I mean, I think there's some disagreement over who the best player on the Raptors is from night to night. I still think it's Kyle Lowry. I think I could hear arguments for both Pascal and Fred more so for Pascal, I think probably, but Fred's awesome. Uh, you've got in the baseball side of things, you've got a literal Cy Young finalist in Hyunjin Ryu. You've got George Springer who mashes dingers all the time. You've got, I guess, Boba too, who we kind of forget about also rocks uh, Vlad one day, maybe, but maybe not quite just yet, even though he's down like 5,000 pounds and he looks uh, svelte and ready to, hit 40 bombs and then in the uh on the Leafs as well you've got Mitch Marner you've got Morgan Riley you've got John Tavares maybe he's fallen off a little bit but you got William Elander who's number two AJ who do you got um I'm it's gonna be tough for me to actually say someone who hasn't stepped foot in Toronto yet I don't think but mm. yeah I have to say George Springer um just because right. like I, I I can't say Kyle Lowry is the best pure athlete in Toronto, most important athlete still in Toronto, sure. Mm. But he he's starting to hit that downslope a little bit. Um, Springer is a guy who was acquired in his prime, is set to, you know, solidify a position that the Blue Jays haven't had any 
star talent at since like Devon White or Vernon Wells. And you know, apologies to Kevin Pilar. You're you're a highlight reel, but you're no star, baby. Sorry. There but, is no need to ever apologize to Kevin Pilar. It's fine. <laughs> I know. He's on the Mets now. We don't He's care. coasted far enough on his uh being a white guy. We don't need to baby him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so it's really hard for me to to like say that like I said, even though he hasn't been in Toronto yet, Springer is probably the second best athlete that the the sports market has, if only because I think Springer you know, similar to Austin Matthews, you can put him in the conversation for MVP of his league and be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a tough time believing that one. Maybe it's because we haven't seen him live in person in, in a Blue Jays uniform yet uh, that that could have something to do with it. But, you know, for me, I, I don't look at him as like a top 10 player in the game. And, and when I'm looking around, you know, the Toronto sports realm, and it says, this isn't me being a homer, but I mean, Mitch Marner staring uh, right course. at us. <laughs> a guy who's having just as good a season as Austin Matthews, a guy who also is in the conversation for the heart, in the conversation for the Selkie. Like Mitch Marner, if, if you're not watching the Leafs right now, is playing out of his mind. Like he could have scored four goals last night if Hellbuck didn't stay on his, uh, stand on his head. You know, Marner, I think, gets forgotten just a little bit because he kind of plays Robin to, to, to Matthew's Batman. But, you know, I, I still look at it, you know, at, at Mitch Marner as a potential top 10 player in the NHL, like not mm-hmm. just in Toronto, none the, but like in the NHL. And, and that's why I think Mitch Marner is still uh, such a, a polarizing player. I think you look at this, the, the Toronto market, like, no offense to you guys, but Leafs are still king. You know, the Raptors mm-hmm. are definitely putting a dent in it and and have since they, they went on that run and won a title. But it's still a, a Leafs town. And when they're rolling, it's it's all, all Leafs all day long. And, and Mitch Marner right now is having himself a heck of a season. And he is a, one heck of a player. And local kid, you know, easily marketable. Um, I, I think that Marner, to me, is – the number two athlete. I, I think we got the Maple Leafs as, as number one and two on this top five list. See, this is why you didn't get a Maple Leaf segment. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it's, I don't know. Like to me, you guys obviously could have a, a difference of opinion, but for me, I, I look at it like the, there's not a clear cut, like top 10 player in the league and on the blue jays and there's not a clear-cut top 10 player in the league on the raptors i think that you can look at mitch marner and austin matthews and they're both top 10 players in this league yeah they play together is that a reason why they they just play off each other so well that they make each other better perhaps but at the end of the day why does that matter they're still amazing like we look at it the same way as we look at like dry and mcdavid when they're playing together they're top potentially top three players in the world, definitely top fives. So why are we going to slight Mitch Marner for, for having a sick and awesome line mate like Austin Matthews? You know, I, I think that he's, he's a lot better than people give him credit for and somehow, some way an underrated player playing for the Maple Leafs. It is almost like the freak out over his contract was a dumb and stupid and extremely Toronto media. Uh, he's very good. That said, Mike, I have to disagree. I think I'm siding with AJ here. I think Springer is 
the better like overall player. Like he's like, I think very much in the conversation as a top 10 player in baseball, a sport where there are more players and it's harder to be top 10. And, you know, I, I just, I really, really, I, I, maybe this is just me being overly excited to watch George Springer hit bombs for the blue Jays, but he, he rocks. And, you know, he, of course he never cheated. He, he always was against the cheating in, in Houston. It was clearly oh, everyone yeah. else who bullied him into doing it. Yeah, um, it. You know, peer pressure and all that. He's, he's him and Tony to Kemp it. were the only peer ones. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that weighs on my mind at all. I, I just, he is the best free agent signing the Jays have ever had. And I know it's weird because he hasn't played for the team yet, but his track record suggests, oh yeah, no, this is very much one of the best players in all of baseball. And I think he's number two. So majority is going to win here, Mike. I will well, say though, I'm happy putting Marner third. AJ? Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I, I don't think I can make an argument for a Raptor above Marner. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can either, but that leads us to an interesting conundrum. We, if we establish Matthew Springer, Marner top three, for either of you, does a Raptor make the top five? And if so, which one? Because as we've talked about, it's a little bit ambiguous as to who the best Raptor is. Uh, AJ, who do you got? Um, first of all, my number four, um, I'm going to go off the board and shout out our soccer comrades and put Alejandro Pozuelo at Hell number yeah. four. <laughs> TFC love, love on the chat. Pozuelo by the same metric, he could be MVP in MLS with a good season. So locked on TFC coming your way, maybe, probably not, but (laughs) we'll see. Keep an eye. We'll see what happens. I know some other people who'd be much more well-suited, but (laughs) um, yeah, after Pozuelo, I I guess I have to put a Raptor on there because I can't just be like, no, it's Kinjin Ryu. Um, And I know Mike's going to make the argument for TJ Brody, so I'll let him do that. (laughs) Um, So if I'm putting a Raptor on there, I think the one I would put on is Fred Van Vliet just because um, really? I mean we're look I I mean as much as I gushed over Kyle Lowry earlier mm-hmm. it's not really going to be his team for much longer and you saw how high a priority it was for the Raptors to make sure Fred Van Vliet didn't get away to the to the Knicks or to the bulls or anything like that they made signing fred van vliet the priority and with good reason like he's on there he keys the offense he can do so many things he can he can light up from three on any given night he's able to find find guys on at will on the floor and he's also um, like a like an all-world defensive player too which i think exactly and and we're seeing the effects of you know, Kyle Lowry's still out there on the floor and the Raptors are getting blown out by 24 against the Pistons because they don't have Fred Van Vliet or Pascal Siakam or OG and Anobi. So it's it's hard for me to, to look at something like that and not see how important it is because it keeps guys like garbage person Terrence Davis on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, he's called he's called redacted on this podcast, but that's excellent. Fine. <laughs> I, I just call everyone garbage person. It's like garbage person Julio Urias, garbage person Araldus Chapman, garbage person Roberto Osuna. They, they just have that prefix automatically stamped on them. <laughs> um but yeah, I if if I'm taking a player from the Raptors to build around for the next decade, I'm picking Fred because I I just like what I see more out of him. 
in relation to what the NBA is now. Mm-hmm. Like OG would probably be second. So interesting. All right. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Who's your? Uh, are you are you okay if we put Pozuelo at four, and we're just looking for number five right now? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. I think that's, that's fair. Um, it's so tough. Like it it really is. Uh, what are our qualifications here? Is this like best? It's all subjective, man. It's sports. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But is it like best athlete, like best, you know, Toronto, you know, like what, what are our qualifications here? You're just picking best vertical leap. It's Chris Boucher. Uh, oh, well, no. there you go. If you want to pick PJ Brody, you can still do it. I'm just still going to mock you. Yeah. No, do what you no, got to do, no. man. I, I, well, cause I think there's, there's three players on the Raptors who you can choose here. And, and yeah. depending on what our criteria is, you could go either way. Like Kyle Lowry is the most polarizing player on the Raptors. He is Mr. Raptor himself. Polarizing. He's, he's just, he's the one pole. No, everyone thinks he rocks. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. like he's just, he's, he's, he's the guy in Toronto in, 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 for the Raptors. So, you know, there's that, but if you're just looking at performance based, I think you could say that Fred has performed better than Kyle this season and has been the better player. But then at the same time, you know, Pascal Siakam has the higher ceiling, I think, and still can be that top. Maybe Siakam could be a top 10 player in the league at some point if he gets back to the level that he was playing at, that we projected him at uh, a couple of years ago when he was playing at an elite level, you know, the year that they won the championship. So it kind of just depends, you know, who like a five A, B and C for a three way tie with with all those three Raptors just based on how we're qualifying things in, on this list. We don't know how long we're going to be able to put Kyle Lowry on lists like this. Uh, so so I'm going to put him at, I'm going to put him at five. Uh, right. Even though like, I think probably Siakam takes his spot if, and when he leaves, or maybe even is there sort of on merit right now. I know people are down on Siakam and Oh, the contract. He's been really, really freaking good this season outside of the start there where he was not very good. Uh, and he's become like an amazing playmaker and also plays, you know, all defense level defense. And I just kind of feel like as much as Fred is great and I, I don't want to take anything away from Fred because that dude rocks, but I feel like Siakam just by virtue of being nine inches taller than Fred kind of stands a chance at a more sort of prolific NBA career long-term, but there are really no, bad choices between the, the between them but are we okay if we slot in larry at five for sentimental reasons even though mike we've already established on this podcast you don't have any feelings i'm okay with it uh, Excellent. i'll allow it i'll allow it <laughs> also like i think like boba deserves mm. to be on the outside mm. looking in as an honorable mention um i think this kid's a, an absolute stud and, and extremely marketable so i do want to give some love to bichette too because i think that he's not too far off from pushing himself into this list 
Yeah. He has one more good season. I mean, we're going to be talking about mm. him in the same breath as Springer um, in terms right. of MVP candidates, just for what he does on both sides of the ball on defense and in the batter's box. So I'm, I was going to say Bichette as well, but I didn't want to seem, you know, to favor the Blue Jays, but I, I, I personally, like I, I wrote down my list here, right. Just as a, as a top five, when we were discussing about doing this and, and I actually had Bo Bichette at number three for, for myself, like I had Bichette ahead of Springer. And maybe it's just, again, because I haven't seen Springer this year, mainly because, you know, they decided not to broadcast anything. So I literally am not able to watch him, but like, I just think Bichette, um, he plays the, the the most difficult position at shortstop. And, you know, he's just such an elite talent. The guy just gets on base and he's just that player that I think Toronto is going to really market themselves around. Like I think for the longest time, everyone assumed that Vladdy was going to be that big, uh, that big presence on this team and be the celebrity, that star player in the league. Uh, for the Blue Jays, and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's it's Bo Bichette. Like, when you think about the Blue Jays for the next five years, I think the first name that's going to come to your mind is going to be Bo Bichette. Hmm. I, I, hey, I can't really argue with that. He's amazing. Uh, one of the most fun, like, uprisings, too, like, with his start of the season, like, his first season and everything, the, like, the, the the star he was on when he was on that hitting streak to start his career. Yeah, but th- th- nothing wrong with Bo Bichette. Uh, I don't know why I was sort of looking at this operation as something we had to come to consensus on. I suppose we could all just have our own top fives and not have to, like, <laughs> have majority rules. So let's wrap it up by doing that. Let's just each drop our top fives. Maybe we can get someone to turn it into a nice graphic for us as well. Uh, AJ, let's start with you. What is your consensus? You're not consensus. What is your personal top five then after having discussed a consensus one well the joys of uh, you know wielding as much influence as i have i i think i got pretty <laughs> close to what my actual top five is which is um which is matthews springer marner pozuelo and then i probably would put bobachet number five if mm. only because you know a blue jays and b just the way the Raptors are right now, they they need to have a season in Toronto where they can put this young core together and see what they can do if they are going without Lowry. So I, I don't want to put any of them ahead of Bo for the reasons that Mike so eloquently stated. Um, I think Bo has the opportunity to get there quicker than any of those guys. And like, I know there's already enough love for Fred and OG and even Siakam as much black as he's gotten but yeah i i don't think i put a raptor in my top five if i'm being honest that's fair they've had their time uh mike what's your consensus top five not consensus Uh, why do i keep saying consensus personal top five no this 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 should be consensus because i think i'm correct so let's just (laughs) wow uh the top two for me are maple leafs you know this is a maple leaf town and i think the way that matthews and marner are playing right now is at a, an elite top 10 level. And, and I don't think anybody else within the Toronto sports sphere can, can touch that. So I think Matthews and Marner at, at one, two makes sense to me. And like I said, I got Boba Shed here at number three. And then I rounded it off with actually, I got two 
Raptors. I've got Kyle Lowry as, as my legacy pick here at number four and Pascal Siakam as, as my number five, because I still do see that, that superstar in Siakam that we saw a couple of years back. And like you said, Sean, he's actually has played way better than people are giving him credit for because of his slow start. And I, I think that this guy is still like a superstar waiting to happen. And, and, you know, the fact that he's playing, they're playing a small ball now, like he's being asked to guard a lot of bigs and, and he's being asked to get in the key and do a lot of things against people who are much larger than he is, <laughs> but he's still able to do his little spin move, take it to the hoop type thing that he has patented and has perfected over the years. And he's still doing it against guys who are like seven foot two. So, you know, Pascal, I, I think uh, got so much love, early in his career and now he's going through a little bit of adversity to try and reprove himself to some of the haters and doubters who kind of cast him aside uh, because of last year's bubble performance and didn't get off to the, the hot start. But I still think he's such an amazing player and probably a, a top five guy. I will say though, I, I didn't really think about TFC. No offense to all of our, uh, all of our Reds fans out there, but <laughs> Pasuelo is actually like a really good pick because he's insanely good. He, he is so talented. Like he is such a good soccer player and, and one of the best in the league. Like we, we talk about top tens, like Pasuelo, I think is a top 10 in the MLS. Like I, I don't follow it that closely to be quite honest with oh, you. He's probably the best as much player as in MLS. Like, yeah. So uh, he could be higher on this list if we're being <laughs> like completely uh, honest here. Uh, so I, I really love that selection, AJ, but uh, it, it, he just slipped my mind when I made my list. No love for Matt Nichols. Unbelievable. Or I guess Nick Arbuckle is now the new quarterback yeah, dude, of the Toronto Arbuckle. Argos. I don't know, man. Who, who's, who really knows? The CFL hasn't played in two years. So nope. how am I supposed to remember the players? Uh, <laughs> I think my personal top five, now that I've kind of thought it through, listen to your arguments. Uh, Matthews, Springer two, Lowry three. Although I'm going to flip that. Lowry two. He's the sentimental king. It's a subjective thing. We've already said this. Lowry two. Springer three, Marner four, and I'm going to give Hyunjin Ryu some love. He, he rules, and I love a big boy who throws uh, strikes and gets people out. It's very cool. So I'm going to say Hyunjin Ryu. Maybe he doesn't hold on to it for very long, considering his age and all that, but hmm. he was really good last season and is basically the only proven commodity on the Blue Jays pitching staff until Thomas Hatch joins him, of course. Uh, <laughs> I think... We've reached the end of this roundtable. AJ, Mike, this was a ton of fun. Mike, sorry for uh, not talking about the Leafs as much as we said we were going to off the top, but we got the Leafs talk in in the final part. And Matthews and Martin are who matter the most. Um, Mike, what do you got to promote and where can people find you? I think you... Uh... You're throwing some shade on my boy, Zach Hyman. I want to come on this podcast and just throw some love at this guy, and I wasn't able to do it. So I'm going to take this time to just say how much I love Zach Hyman and what he's doing uh, with the Maple Leafs. He's having an unbelievable year, and pay that man. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. And obviously, uh, if you're a Leafs fan, check out the Lockdown Leafs podcast posting a content each and every day uh, just like you do on wrapped on locked on wraps and just like AJ does on locked on Jays. Uh, that's what we do here on the locked on podcast network. So locked on Maple Leafs locked on Leafs is where you can find that show for your, all of your Leafs fix. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, AJ, what do you got to promote? I think Mike should be happy because I think Leafs talk would have just consisted of 
how do you replace Freddie Anderson and why does Freddie Anderson not stop things anymore? So, um, I can answer that question if you want. No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. I'm not going to put you threat. Um, Listen to Locked On Leafs for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, if you want baseball talk, you can check out Locked On Blue Jays on all the major podcast networks, uh, Locked On Jays on Twitter. We post all the episode uh, links there when they come out. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but hmm. it lets you talk to me. So it can't be all bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great talking to you, AJ and Mike as well. This was a lot of fun. Uh, find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe to rate review all that good stuff wherever you get your podcasts. It's always appreciated. Uh, and keep track with all three of us throughout the season as the Blue Jays get their season started up. The Leafs head into the back stretch of the shortened NHL season, playing against a division of garbage teams, and the uh, Raptors try to get things back on track and maybe trade their franchise icon in the next fifteen days. Who knows? But Either way, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again on Locked on Leafs, Locked on Raptors, and Locked on Blue Jays. Have a good one, everybody.